If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. What is going on, everybody? Welcome in here to In Game Live on the Sports Grid. I am Kevin Walsh on a Friday edition, and I am joined by Scott Wetzel. Scott, how are you? Not bad, Kev. How you doing? Yay tonight. We got the hockey starting in about an hour or so, the second of our two game sevens today. Uh, and we, what do we got? About 15,000 doubleheaders in baseball. So uh, be careful <laughs> tonight if you're betting baseball because you could be thinking you're betting one game. And while you may be betting those two teams, you might not be betting those two pitchers because uh, we have a number of doubleheaders today. So uh, be careful with that and we'll help you along over the next couple of hours. Absolutely. And not only that, but. Uh... Who the home team is is another thing to uh, keep track of with these doubleheaders. Uh, it's just absolute madness uh, in Major League Baseball. I believe there were 20 games scheduled for the day right now on the live board. Only seven of them, uh, but a lot there. We've also got the NBA, though, in full force right now. The Milwaukee Bucks looking to do what the Toronto Raptors did, which was avoid going down 3-0, although they're trying to make it a little bit more comfortable on themselves. They're up right now 66-50. to Nope, they just hit a three. It's a tough thing with live hoops lines, as you know, Scott. Uh, They've got a six-point lead, seven-and-a-half point. They are favored. 215-and-a-half is that total come down a decent bit from where that line did close. Yeah, I, I like the under in the game. I I thought Milwaukee, you know, push comes to shove, Kevin. Milwaukee can play some pretty good defense. You know, they don't mind going up and down the court. Don't get me wrong, but I've seen them play some real good defense, and I figured backs to the wall tonight, you were going to get a monster effort, not on the offensive end, but on the defensive end. So I kind of sided towards the under, and I like the under 215.5 as well. The thing that's, uh, you know, depending how you look at it, you know, it, it could be good news Milwaukee's up, you know, you know, five to seven to ten points. 
that's the good news. The bad news is, though, Giannis has not really played that much, or at least he has not scored that much. What's he got, nine or ten points? He had seven at the half. I think he has one bucket here in the mm-hmm. second half. So does that mean he's going to turn it on come second half, fourth quarter, or does that mean bad news that he just has his ankle is sore and this just is not his game? And can Brooke Lopez and Chris Middleton carry this team for four quarters? They have so far for two and a half, but can they do it for four quarters? That's the question. Yeah, and, and kind of to your point, right, it's, you know, is it not just not his game, but is it just not his series? Um, as, you know, the Miami Heat have made it very, very difficult on him right now. But uh, we've, got the, uh, we've got the Bucks here, though, with this lead. We've got a lot of, uh, a lot of other action on uh, the board as well, Scott. I believe we do have a game number seven because uh, everything in hockey is, uh, is game sevens. Uh, although that's going to be at 9.15, I know it's going to kind of be a big part of what we have in hour number two. Um, so let me ask you this. What did you take away from that first Game 7 that we saw earlier today between the Avalanche and the Stars? Very surprised, Kevin. It was so high-scoring, 5-4. Uh, generally speaking, um, I, I like playing unders on Game 7s just because you would think two teams both playing close to the vest. They're not going to take silly penalties. They're going to protect the goaltenders. They know one mistake can cause you to lose the game and the series and be done. So generally, you know, they're lower score. They really are. But uh, it, it was 2-1 in the first. You had two goals in the first three minutes of the game. You had three goals in the first ten minutes of the game. Uh, it, it did hit a little bit of a lull uh, midway through the second period with a score. 3-2 Colorado, uh, but then they had a bunch of goals in, in uh, the third period, and then they go to overtime. So I was surprised one. It, it went to the 5-4, that score, and I am a little surprised that Dallas was able to win, although, listen, they're playing terrific hockey this uh, in, in the bubble season, if you will, and postseason. So Colorado was one of those Cinderella teams, although not really Cinderella, but one of those teams that, you know, no Ovechkin, no Crosby, no Boston Bruins, no Tampa Bay. Uh, they were supposed to take that next step this postseason, and it clearly did not happen. So from that standpoint, little surprise that Dallas is uh, in, in the Stanley Cup Finals, and I, and I will tell you that, or uh, in the Western Conference Finals, I, I'll tell you this. I mean, it's one step closer to a uh, Vancouver or Dallas New York Islanders Stanley Cup Finals. I know we're a couple of steps away, but I, you know, <laughs> I don't even think Cam would watch that if that was going to happen. So uh, <laughs> all the big names are gone. You know, the NBA is great, right? Yeah. The NBA sitting back. We got the, the Greek freak. We got LeBron. We got the Clippers. You know, we got all the big stars. They're, they're still in the postseason in the NBA. NHL, no Crosby, no Ovechkin. No uh, Connor McDavid, no Cinderella team. I mean, you got the mm-hmm. Islanders and maybe Vancouver or Dallas. Oh my! If, if Vancouver knocks off Vegas later on tonight, boy, it's it's tough to be a hockey fan. It really is. Huh. Now uh, I don't know what we've done here, but we entered. Uh, we we came on air and we put the Heat on a 10-0 run. They took the lead. Now Brooke Lopez responded with a three, but I don't think I actually asked you, Scott here. Uh, did you play this game from a side? Um, and I'm sorry if, if I missed you saying it, but did you think Milwaukee would be able to uh, get this back into gear and, and at least get themselves on the board with a win? I didn't. I, I I played the under, as I mentioned, but Kev, you know what? I had Milwaukee mm-hmm. game two. I, I bought in with the public figure in game one. All right, crazy things happen, no big deal. But, you know, sure. you put a team to its back against the wall as Milwaukee really was in my eyes in game two, and they still didn't win. 
I, I, I wasn't going to do it again. I, I really, like I said, I, I thought they would come out monster effort, but I figured they would do it on the defensive end. And I, I think my, listen, this Miami team up and down the lineup, they got a good core, some veteran players. They got some good young guys. Uh, they, they got guys that have been around the league a long time. And, you know, the, you could rotate whether it's Butler one day, Hero the next day, or, you know, this guy, uh, your Drogic the next day. They have a bunch of guys that can step up versus Milwaukee that realistically only has two. You know, maybe we'll throw Brooke Lopez in there for, for a little bit. But basically, it's, it's Middleton and, and Giannis. Um, it's not a it's, Miami team is not a bad team. So I, I didn't think, uh, you know, I don't think they're going to win. But, yeah, I wasn't going to lay five with Milwaukee. I did that game, too, and I wasn't going to go back to the well with that. Yeah, no, look, and, and that's how it goes. Just that, that one performance um, you can excuse. But you go out in the second game, and I, and I remember it was a valid question. But you're like, ah, can Miami do this again? And, you know, you leave the game now, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's a definitive yes. Uh, this team is clearly live, and uh, they're going to look to make this a series. And they obviously, I mean, they've already made this a series. You know, they flipped the favorites uh, in the series. Let's talk uh, a little bit Major League Baseball here. Uh, we mentioned it's a packed slate. Uh, let's just go open board here. Uh, Scott, anything jumping out to you? Well, I'll start with the games that uh, are going to get in the way in a couple of minutes here. Uh, I, I think, anyway, with these doubleheaders, you never know exactly when the times are. i uh, got to play a hunch on Kansas City, Kev. Uh, they're at home. They're getting a buck 136 or so uh, on, on FanDuel. There's a White Sox pitcher who's pitching. Uh, he's only gotten two or three starts all year, and one of them was against Kansas City. Now, he did pitch well. But it's tough. I don't care if you're a 10-year vet or a first-year vet or a rookie or, in this case, you know, a guy that's been pitching in the big leagues for a month. That's hard to go against the same team twice. Uh, the rules aren't great, but I'll, I'll take my chances on Kansas City at home uh, as a live dog. As you know, as we've talked about many times, I've been playing against Washington and Boston every single game. Uh, both those teams lost the first ends of their doubleheaders at Washington to Atlanta and Boston to Toronto. I like the the, the, uh, the uh, Toronto again in, in game number two especially, even more so than Atlanta over Washington. So I'm going to take another crack at the, at the Blue Jays uh, playing at Fenway Park. And uh, I like the under. I know it's got kind of sucker written all over it, but they're getting underway shortly here. I'll take under St. Louis and the Cubs. You know, Darvish and Flattery, and the over-under is eight. You know, uh, that really, in my eyes, should be seven, maybe seven and a half, mm. but not eight. Uh, I don't know if the wind is blowing out, but to me, if the wind was blowing out, that probably would be nine. So I'll take mm. my chances that both those guys pitch well as they've done all year and uh, and playing under eight in St. Louis and the Cubs. Let me ask you, Scott, and I, and I don't know. I might just be tricked by the first pick you gave out here. I feel like I'm hearing you're playing a little bit more dogs in baseball than than maybe usual. Am I? Am I? Maybe I'm just kind of hearing one pick and and going too far with it. But is that a thing? Are you maybe backing some some more plus money on the baseball board? Uh, I, I'm trying to, and I'll tell you, Kev, I, I, I'm going to do the same thing in college football. We saw it last night. There were two mm. games, both teams, double digit underdogs, one, one outright. And the other one, which really was a real good live, you know, if, if you want a, a live dog, as the saying goes, you had one team that was a 21 and a half point underdog that played last week going up against a team that was, uh, you know, didn't play last week. So I'll take that normally nine times out of 10. Anyway, now you're giving me three touchdowns plus, and then it's, it's the built in to make a long story shorter, they're still giving you know these baseball teams the benefit of the doubt of playing at home when there's nobody in the stands. And in college football, it's going to be the same thing as well. You know, you might get five, ten thousand people. You know, maybe maybe twenty thousand tops in some of these stadiums. But uh, you know, FanDuel and the boys in Vegas are making it seem like there's seventy five thousand people in the stands, and that's just not the case. Mm. These lines are out of whack. You're, you're getting you know an extra two or three points, and same thing with baseball. To your point, 
I'm getting good value. To me, it's basically pick them. I, I mean, listen, you do get the advantage of batting last as the home team. I, I get all that stuff, but it's it's not a classic home team advantage at all in Major League Baseball. So, yeah, I am actually looking for a live dog, and especially, you know, home live dogs, just to add that little kicker in there. Yeah, and, you know, this is something that I've been trying to figure out with football. Um, Dan and I talk about it a lot on the early line is, all right, so if home field in a football game is worth three points, well, how many points is, are the fans worth? Because I don't think they would make up the whole three. Cut back on travel, familiarity of the locker room, you know, uh, I don't know, just a mental of being home. Um, like, I, you know what I'm trying to see, say here, Scott? Like, how much do the fans account for of that three-point home field advantage? It's a good question. It, it's it, it's a good you know breakdown question because even without the fans, uh, the team that's traveling is traveling. You know, for the most part, they're getting on a plane, they're going to a hotel, they're living out of the hotel where the other team is living either out of their dorms or at home. Uh, the nice luxury of just being at home. So there's, there's got to be some value in that for being a home team. But I would side more towards the fans in the stands. I I, I think if it was three, and I got a feeling it's a little bit more than that. I, I know that's the proverbial. It's, it's three, but I think it's really like four, even five to. Ten. Tell you the truth, I would go like a 60 40, maybe even 65 35 split. Fans in the stands represent to me 65% of that number, whatever it is, mm. and then 35 all the other things yeah. that are uh, involved being the road team. Yeah, and 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 I don't know, you know, it's funny. I said we've been having the conversation, I've, I've not really been able to figure out an answer to it, not one that like I could confidently say it, it must be this. And I, I can't argue with what you're saying there, it's just. It's one of those things, you know, I'll just quickly here as we're, you know, we're wrapping up this opening segment, but while we're on the topic, I heard um, on a podcast the other day uh, where Lindsey Jones, who covers the Denver Broncos, uh, been covering the league for a long time now, uh, said maybe the Denver Broncos will have one of the few true home uh, field advantages because they still have the altitude. And that really jumped out to me in that, all right, that's tangible. Like, regardless fans or not, that's an edge. Yeah, that, that that that's a clear edge. Um, and I will tell you, I would think I don't know for sure, but you know, I know teams generally try and fly into Denver a little bit earlier. You know, instead of flying in on a Saturday or Friday, so in some cases they even try and fly in on a Thursday just to give them one more day to get acclimated. But with the coronavirus, I don't think that's going to be the case. If anything else, I think all these teams that are traveling are going to be flying in either late Friday or realistically probably Saturday. So. Um, you know, Denver really would would be the one team that maybe still would have that that classic home field advantage, even though there aren't fans in the stands. Yeah, and the more I think about it, if these players don't have their wind uh, under them going into these That's opening tough. weeks, then Tennessee on that Monday night game could be in trouble. Um, just something to think about there, maybe a, a possible edge. Uh, but you know, the thing is, less than a week away from football, so uh, it is coming. <laughs> but we're coming up against the break here. We will be right back for more in game live on the grid. Keep it here. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back right here on the grid, a more in-game live. Kevin Walsh and Scott Witzel uh, with you guys here. And Scott, Buck's starting to pull away a little bit. They're now laying 11 and a half live up 12. Yeah, I, I tell you, Kevin, uh, we, we've uh, you know made fun of and ripped the officials uh, these last couple of days here. But I must say, just just watching under the corner of my eye, and I've noticed this obviously before. I don't think there's a more difficult player to officiate than than Giannis. I, I mean, he is just an absolute bull in the china clock. He really is the version of Shaq. If you remember, I, I remember people complaining about that. Just get the ball to Shaq, and he would just barrel over people. I mean, you could call offensive foul or blocking on every single possession, and that's the Greek freak. I mean, he just just rams into everybody. Uh, but, you know, the big picture good news is for Milwaukee, okay, you know, we set out two scenarios. One, this is just not going to be his game for some reason. Maybe his ankle is sore. Or two, maybe he's going to turn it on a little bit second half. It looks like he is trying to turn it on a little bit here in the second half. So that's good news. I still wouldn't lay the wood, uh, Kevin, you know, with, with Milwaukee. I, I don't have any faith in them. I really don't. I'm expecting Butler, who's, you know, I'm waiting for that game number one performance again out of him. Uh, not not game number two. He he does seem to like go up and down quite a bit for a guy that wants to be considered a super superstar. But uh, I, I don't trust Milwaukee in in this spot. It's just maybe it's just for because I did in game number two. But uh, they get a nice halfway decent double digit lead here as I've seen in the corner of my eye. Yeah, I think for me, if this is double digits going into the fourth, I think it might be a play for me on taking the points with Miami. I think they have a run in them. Um, look, maybe Milwaukee weathers it. 
we saw kind of, you know, against the Magic, they would let these teams back in, and then they'd fight back and they'd cover, and, and maybe that's what could be in store in this game. But I, I, I think, you know, we came on, it was, I think, a nine-point lead for the Bucks, and then it was a 10-0 run. And then, you know, the Bucks have now obviously gotten control back of this game, but it does show that Miami does have the ability to play in spurts against this team. So it, it will be interesting. And to your Giannis point, and I saw a stat that he's got north of 70 offensive fouls and no other player has more than 55. And it, it goes right there to your point where I'm sure there's a ton of plays where he, you know, is getting hit and he's not getting calls. I am sure it feels like every other play he very well might be committing a charge or a block. And I would bet you more, you know, he's probably the player in the league that other players try most often to draw the charge because what else are you going to do? Yeah, he, he's so long. He, you know, I mean, you really just uh, – that that's what it was with Shaq. I, I tell you, Kevin, it's the same exact thing, even though, you know, Shaq was probably literally 100 pounds uh, heavier and, and maybe a couple inches <laughs> taller. But they would just get it to Shaq, and you'd have these poor centers who were like 6'10", you know, uh, 240 pounds, like I said, about 100 pounds lighter than Shaq, and he would just barrel into these guys. And, and it, at least, though, that's Shaq getting the ball down low. I've seen Giannis get the ball at the free throw line and just, like, slam it into guys and, and you see the frustration on the defenders faces looking at the officials when you know more times than not they call it a block and they're like what am i supposed to do <laughs> i mean the guy is running into me you know and i don't have to have to be both feet st- standing and you know that perfect you know charge position to get a foul you can be moving your feet a little bit you can be backtracking a little bit and still you know be technically uh, a charge there it, it's tough. It, it really, like I said, you, you take out uh, 20 highlights of Giannis with possession of the basketball, and I guarantee you 15 of them, if you really wanted to call a foul, you'd be able to one way or the other. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure of it. Um, yeah. It, he's, and he's just, and what you said, he's so massive, so long. I mean, his dunks are like some of the most unique dunks I've ever seen. Just these Euro steps, he feels a mile away, and then he's just like, oh, I can dunk this. Like, what? You were, no way. You picked your <laughs> dribble up at the three-point line. Like, how is this a, How is this happening? But he just, he is that long. And, uh, you know, look, it's obviously, you know, been an incredible year for him, and he's putting together one heck of a quarter. And uh, the big thing right now, listen, you know, it's funny, 7 of 12, I know is not. For him, though, you know, he's back on track. It was 4 of 12 in that first game. He's gotten his rhythm at the free throw line now, which is obviously massive because he's going to be there double-digit times a game. He just, uh, I don't know if you were able to see, because I know I'm a little bit behind you. Uh, one of the Heat you know, threw up a three-pointer. Giannis jumps up in the air with one hand, grabs the – now, he's not guarded by anybody, so it's just him and a couple of his teammates. But still, with one hand, about a foot over the rim – he grabs the rebound. Not two, doesn't you know, grab it with a second hand and bring it out. He just one. That's how big his hands are, <laughs> that he was able to get this basketball yeah. 11 feet literally in the air and just grab it and bring it down. What These guys are just, uh, you know, they're, they're just unbelievable. They really are, and especially uh, the Greek freak, who's really not Greek, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, so that is going to be the end of the fourth, uh, or the end of the third quarter, excuse me. Uh, Milwaukee extends their halftime lead. They're now up 12 points. At the end of three, they are laying that 10.5. The total sits there at 216.5. That's 11.5. Any bite here for you, Scott? I tell you, Kev, that's the best quarter 
that I've seen Milwaukee play in this series, albeit you know two plus games, and the worst I've seen of Miami. Uh, it, it wasn't really necessarily my uh, Milwaukee shooting lights out and stuff. It, it was a combination of Milwaukee doing well and Miami not doing well. I, I still think there's a run in them, though. You know, getting double digits. Uh, you know, I, I know maybe on the money line would you even go that crazy if, if you really think there is a run. Run. I mean, you're getting twelve to one odds right now, eleven to one. Uh, you know, eleven and change anyway with with Fanduel. Um, I, I would throw a couple of shekels down on Miami. I, I don't think they're going to lay down and die. I, I don't. I don't think uh, that's in them. I think their mo is to, you know, play some good basketball from start to finish, and and they haven't played well this game. And it's tough not to play well for at least one quarter. So I, I'll bite on Miami a little bit here. Yeah, I, I think there is a run in this team. Uh, I think we're going to see, you know, Jimmy Butler from the start of the quarter on, um, which I think it, you know is going to try and give this team. More of a boost there. There's, there is better basketball in this Miami team, uh, no doubt about that. So it'll be interesting to watch. I think it'll be a good fourth quarter. Uh, let's take a look at these other live lines, uh, oh Scott. See if there's um, any movement, anything that stands out. Is this Yankees Orioles extra innings game still going on here? So the Yanks are minus one forty two right now. It's I guess the top of the ninth. Runner on. Ah, man. Got to be at least second, right? I mean, yeah, you would think. And like, although I would think they would almost be laying more. Like, I wonder if yeah, there's right? multiple outs or maybe two um, outs. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm trying to get a feel for it here. Um, you know, Gamecast is giving me doing me no favors. I, I mean, it says that Lemayhew's up, but nobody's on, which is obviously impossible. Um, yeah. So well, that's not really helping. Base, that, is that possible? Picked off. I mean, picked off. Maybe a guy got if a guy got picked off to start game, that would be. Oh, that would be awful. That would be. Can yeah, because I'll tell you this: the Yankees. I'll just say this to you guys: if you're watching the game, if the Yankees have nobody out, a runner on second, and Lemayhew's up, take minus one forty-two right now. Yeah, definitely right. I got the game on now. I mean, Yankees had a runner on. Yeah, third. what are you seeing? I'm seeing a runner on third, I believe it is. Multiple outs? How many outs? Now they're discussing I mean, something. Something's going on. I don't know if there's replay. There might be replay. Maybe that's. Well, although maybe generally fans would take third. it third. Yeah, yeah, something. Maybe, generally, fans would, would lift that, though, if there was uh, maybe a, or a pinch runner, it looks like. I think they're starting at the, the top of the ninth, runner on second, nobody out. I guess they were trying to figure out Yankees which runner they were going to use. Down to minus one twenty. Really? Well, they got a semi. There was a, that's going on second base. I think they're running out of players. <laughs> I mean, um, is that big Mike Ford? Honestly, I don't think you would call Mike Ford a semi. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, Mike. Mike, Mike, Mike Ford's like a, a big dude. Yeah, that's a probably him. Mike. Um, but so you got a runner on second, nobody out. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, the Orioles are going to have a runner on second with nobody out as well. So it's not like the Yankees sure. have a rally going. So, and LeMahieu is batting, but which is Yankees, good if you're a Yankee fan. But the Yankees were minus 146 favorite to start this game, give or take. So, that's just off to me. Because I, I saw Baltimore What's in one of these extra innings going like minus 500. Like, yeah, I want to see, I bet you Baltimore is like, that's, is this, see, and maybe this is just with the extra inning. 
But do they, as you just kind of alluded to, have to give a lot more juice on the Baltimore side because they start their inning with a leadoff double? Well, Baltimore has the advantage because they know yeah. if the Yankees are going to score or not, and that that's big. That, that, that's real big. Right. So, you know, if there ever was a, uh, a bunting decision to be made, if the team in the top half of the inning doesn't score, you have to bunt that run to the third, right? I mean, you know, unless you've got Cal Ripken Jr. on deck there. So – that's yeah. why I think maybe the, the number would be a little bit higher or lower than you think. I, don't, I think, you know, it got down to 120, so or 122 anyway. So now they got to run around third with, with one out. You know, the Yanks, by the way, your club, I'm sure you do as a Yankee fan. You know, they're tied for the last playoff spot in the American League, the Yankees. I do. Now they got a three game cushion, but. Yeah. I made, a, I made a prediction today for Dane, who was just trying to play a little devil's advocate with me that. They would gain two games on the Tigers uh, today. So, um, yeah, I was I was um, with the Tigers for me. <laughs> um, I, I felt like the Yankees. Uh, Bill Birdie, you know, I, just, I felt like uh, giving a joke. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I felt like the Yankees though would win both their games against Baltimore. And I thought the Tigers would lose both their games against the Twins. That was my little prediction I gave today on the early line. I know that uh, the Tigers lost their first game. I did not know the Yankees. Who scored? The Yankees who scored. So now let's see what this line is. So I'm, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting on the pitch. We know. Cheap, but it's not exactly, uh, you know, uh, yeah. up to date. Yeah, no, I hear you. 5-4 um, now. The line is locked. Uh, yeah, I, I want to try and... Uh, stay on this though, because I, I want to know what they pop this line back up at. Um, it's important. It's it kind of for, it's gotta for be one seventy, right? 160, 170? Maybe not one seventy. One sixty? I think it might be. If it was one forty without a run, right? I I would think. I mean, I understand Baltimore has a guy on second. It's also Baltimore. I'm trying to figure out if Chapman's coming in. I don't know if he pitched already. That's a Oh, here it is. It just got popped on. Let's see. Yankees minus 300. Whoa. Yeah, that minus 142 number was terrible. That was yeah. the number to jump on. There's just no wow. world. It's, you know, like, now it's minus 310, too. Like, it just it, it went up a little bit more. Um, so, yeah. I would take the we'll order, right? I mean, the, the Yankees got a runner on first. Okay. But well, you're going to start the bottom of the end. Now, you're right. They are going to probably bring in Chapman if he hadn't pitched. I'm, I'm guessing he hadn't. But... You know, you want to give me the Orioles at home, just having to push across the tying run to get that back down to minus 140? I'd take that. Yeah. Yeah, something to look at there. All right, we come back. or in-game live next on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back right here on In Game Live, I am Kevin Walsh alongside Scott Wetzel. Uh, Scott, we will get back to that Yankees game. Actually, let's just hit it right now. Six four Yankees. The Yankees are now minus four thousand. That I don't <laughs> think I would lay. Listen, no, but I'll tell you. It, you know, they the, know. The funny thing is, this is the this is the funny thing. No, I would say they didn't know. In in all honesty, I would say that minus one twenty was so far gone. But the funny thing is, if I were to tell you the Orioles are coming up, right last lick. They're down two. They're plus twelve sixty. Would you take? It? Ah, maybe it's a big number. All right. Well, well, what if they hit a leadoff double? All right. I'll take my chances. You know what I mean? Now, right. apparently, the Yankees must have been threatening for a ton more. They're only now minus fourteen hundred. That is That's a, strange. That's a big jump. Right, we basically caught this game at its absolute wildest point. Right, right. I mean, you, you went from fourth. What they have runners in second and third. I'm, I'm guessing because there was a runner on front, and I just just switched it off in the break because I want to get back to the basketball. I'm guessing there was an RBI double, so that scored the runner from first, and then that runner from second ended up not scoring, which would drop it down to fourteen hundred. I mean, I'm seeing it here. Actually, it was it was a pair of singles and a hard broad and holder. Um, I guess Gardner was able to then move over Andahar, and, and Frazier was able to, to bring okay, him in. Single. So now, so that, why would that have dropped the it bottom down, of the ninth? Right? Why would that have dropped it from four thousand? Because no more runs were scored. I mean, they, they thought they were going to score that many more with a runner on first with I mean, two outs. 
Yeah, they must. I think they had runners on first and second with two out. No, minus four thousand. That's what. I, that's how I'm seeing it, though, by this play-by-play. Really? I only turned it off like a minute. Ford, oh, one out, one out. Ford grounded into wow. a double play. So there two on, go. one out. Okay. There you it's go. still wild. Down to plus six thirty. Yeah. Um, you I could, mean, isn't you that could crazy? Even hedge. Or you could hedge without even the Orioles batting there, Kev, right? I mean, theoretically, you know, when it was 4,000, you grab the Orioles at plus 1,400, whatever it was, and, uh, you know, the Yankees don't score another run, and then all of a sudden you could, you know, go back the other way and the Yankees down to 1,400. I mean, you'd be breaking even, but you could almost, yeah, and, you know, God forbid the runners should score from second base. Uh, you know, that would probably drop, drop it down to, like, minus 700. It's like, boom, it's amazing. You know, the Orioles almost don't even have to bat for you to hedge your bet. Yeah, no, it, it's uh, it's wild. Let's go back quickly to the NBA before we miss it, though. The Heat came out, made their run at 91 to 87. They got the live line down to five and a half. What's interesting, though, is the Bucks just scored two, and the line's now Miami minus four and a half. Um, but but as we said, the Heat made their run. Yeah. I, and we both figured they would. That, that's why getting those double digits before for a second or two uh, was golden. You know, now now you got to start thinking. Now now you're getting like a four and a half. Geez, that's, that's not even what it was. Uh, now it's up to six and a half. But you know, that's basically what it was for the game. So um, you know, you're not getting any value there whatsoever. If, but if you would have put a couple of shekels, as we suggested, on the money line, you know, that's why you always like to, mm-hmm. just a couple of dollars. You know, not a, not your full play or half play or even maybe not your quarter of a play. You know, if you're a hundred dollar player, ten bucks, just ten bucks when you can get you know. Plus one, uh, 11, plus uh, eleven to one, which is what it was. I mean, just just you never know. You know, it's the NBA. We've seen a crazy number of things happen in this postseason and a regular season, and just watching the NBA over the years. So, uh, you know, I always like to put a couple of shekels on the money line as well as the point spread. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but this was going to be a good one. It looks like uh, down the stretch here. I'm actually on a couple player props. So I'm following along closely. We got Bam Adebayo points plus rebounds over 25 and a half. Uh, He's at 23 total. And then we've got Jimmy Butler points, rebounds, and assists over 32 and a half. Uh, He right now with 16, 7, and 4 is at 27. So we're uh, we're in striking distance of those. Uh, Those guys should be playing uh, the remainder of this game, uh, which is good on that front. The total's up to 221 and a half. I'm, I'm wondering if this thing has to kind of bite down a little bit towards the close here. That It's kind of back up to where it was almost pre-game. Pre-game right. by 223. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Do we tempt it? Might be a lot of free throws. It could be some free throws because it's that five-point differential. You know, if it was a close – I mean, it is close. Don't get me wrong. I, but I, I still side towards the under. I, I still think one of these two teams are both are going to walk the ball up to court and really do it possession by possession. Um, you know, but the free throws are, are, are the killer. You know, you, you get the tight defense, and then you get the, the officials to bail you out. So – uh, 40 points basically in eight minutes. That's a lot of points. You know, you still got a cushion there. If you can get this down to uh, 30 points in five minutes, I'd, I'd be like, okay. Or, or even 30 points in six minutes, I'd be okay. Yeah. Thinking that there well, won't be that many fouls. Sure. Yeah. 30 and sixes is a, is a monster, you know, with, you know, 60 points for, for a full quarter or so. Just need one yeah, little. I, yeah, no, that, I would go with the under. I, I, I like the under in the game. I, uh, I, I can't yeah. get off that. So 
you know, it, it's it's funny that you mentioned kind of that stick. So that's the marks for me. I just like to cut to as for if I can, I like to just cut it in half. You know what I mean? Because then I know kind of right. where uh, I'm on pace for and and different things. So um, yeah, at the six minute mark, I'd let, let me just say this: as Jimmy Butler's at the line uh, with a chance to make this a two point game, if wow. the Bucks lose this game. Jimmy Butler is missing a lot of free throws. It stays a three-point game. I'm just going to say this, though. Like, if the Bucs lose this one, like, I don't even know if you send them out there. I mean, that would be so defeating, I would have to think. Yeah. Boy, I'll tell you what. He hasn't been criticized that much, right? You know, last year, okay, they blow the 2 nothing series lead, but uh, they were helped out, Kev, by Toronto winning it all. So it was always like, yeah, but it was the eventual champ. So, you know, we could accept that, you know, it was a little stepping stone. This year, though, you know, I, I know it's the bubble, and I know there aren't any fans, and I know all that other stuff that occurred. You know, I mean, there's a, there's a built-in excuse for every single team, but, man. That would be tough for Milwaukee to lose this series, and especially if they get swept, right? Or even in five. Oh I, I mean, wow, what, that what would I, be just it, horrible. And I'll tell you this: like, it, you know, I I do feel bad for Milwaukee that every single time they lose a game, it's hey, you think Giannis is going to leave? But it is, you know, pretty well reported that the two teams that seem to be most in on or have the best chance are Miami and Toronto. And, like, the incompetence that, you know, it seems like Mike Budenholzer has put forth uh, in this game. As this run, by the way, is happening with Giannis on the bench. This yeah. dude is a what joke. He, they're blowing this, I mean, the this game. This is crazy. Yeah. He's, not, he's the only game. played 28 minutes. Down to one. God, what is going on? You got to call it. All right, they finally called a timeout. I mean, you, you got to get him out there. I mean, the guy is, he's, he's not even 30 years old. I mean, it's, it's like Denver last he's night. I was saying on the back podcast. He's back MVPs. He's the third yeah. player to win MVP and defensive player of the year, Scott. And he's sitting on a bench as you're in the process of blowing a double digit lead. Get him out there for the entire fourth quarter. I don't care if this doesn't play the first quarter, Kevin. Whatever it takes for him to be able to play the fourth quarter. I, we joked about it last time, right? Spill a glass of Coke on the court. Do something. Trip and fall. Pretend you're, you twisted your ankle where they got to stop the game. Do anything to stop the game and give the guy a breather if it means him not coming out of the game. I mean, you know, tell one of your players to foul at a free throw line or, or, or do something. There are plenty of ways to just give the guy a breather without taking them out of the game. You know, that, that, that you can't do that. With, you know, you've blown a, a double-digit lead. It's down to one now. Man, that is just crazy. They're going to lose this game. They are going to lose it. You could have had plus 11 to 1 in change on uh, on Miami, you know, 10 minutes ago. And we told you to do it. And, so, And to be honest with you, this just happened while I was just going to make the point of it's Mike Budenholzer versus Nick Nurse and Eric Spolstra, potentially. Okay. It's who's ever in charge of Milwaukee versus Pat Riley and Masai Ujiri. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. You know, and it, you're basically you going to have to hope he blames himself entirely and couldn't live with leaving. Right. And, and if you're the Bucks, and one of these teams gives you, you know, four first round draft choices, uh, you know, my, my, my first of kin, I, I mean, it just gives them absolutely everything. <laughs> you know, I mean, would, would, do you say no? You know, and hold on to him for one more year and cross your fingers and hope. Um, you know, do you say, well, Toronto did it with Kwai, we could do it the same thing? You know, I mean, it's tough. It's a tough decision. It is. Yeah, no, it, it's. Oh, my goodness. I just, I cannot believe, Scott, that he was on the bench like that. Like, I, 
Because, you know, we're caught up in, we're, we're doing this. I, I don't get to notice. Like, he's on the bench. What do you, yeah. like, when did he take him out? When, when did he say, uh, you know what, now's a good time to get Giannis out? Let, let, me, let me take a look. here. Okay, great. Great. So, the Heat, Scott, he took him out when the Heat <laughs> cut it to four and forced him to call a timeout. When Drogic made the three, that cut, that cut their, you know, 12-point deficit all the way down to four, he goes, all right, let me get Marvin Williams in the game. Giannis, come get a breather. He's getting a breather during the timeout. What are you doing? I'm not even backing Milwaukee. This isn't, this isn't, I actually have been back in Miami the whole time. This is great. This guy's regarded as a great head coach. I can't help get frustrated. This dude's a clown. <laughs> he's, re, I mean, he's regarded as like a good head coach. I mean, like a smart, you know, supposedly genius head coach, you know? I mean, wow. I am floored. Now, one of the, he's back, he's got to be back in the game now, right? I mean, you, 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 I, they're in a timeout. Of uh, yeah, 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 so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's got to be back yeah, in now, right? All right. I mean, yeah, there's just exactly. no reason for him to leave the game now from this point on. You know, none, right? But like, Scott, if <laughs> I would have offered you 100 guesses, do you think your guess would have been, ah, I probably yanked him when Miami was at their most dangerous? Right. No. What? Yeah. It's stupid. Are you kidding me? Are you, it's like you say, like, are you watching the game, Coach? Do you, do you know a series of runs? Do you know when one team has momentum? You know, you take them out early when it's just back and forth and this and that. Not not when, um, you know, one team has a run and is building momentum and, and they're in the process of taking your lead away. I mean, again, you're talking about 20-year-old kids here. You're not you're talking about 40-year-old men. I mean, suck it up and get out there. It's, it's crazy how they pamper these athletes. Crazy. But my thing is, though, and, and I get what you're getting at there, but Scott, T.J. McCollum played the first 46. By the way, the Miami Heat are up, 94-93, just for reference. Okay? Miami Heat are now minus 134 to win the game. Wow. They were really played six minutes in the quarter. Yeah. They were plus 160. We saw it with the Pelicans, right, with Alvin Gentry, who, oh, by the way, got fired, you know. Listen, if you yeah. only got the, the Zion for 15 minutes or 18 minutes, whatever, save them. Save them for the fourth quarter, you dope. You don't use them in the first quarter. These coaches, some of these coaches are just clueless. On the bench. Why is Brook Lopez on the bench? What am I missing? Like, I, I, this, it's just crazy. I need a break. So does Budenholzer. <laughs> what? That's crazy. We'll be right back. Morning game live. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least. 
as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back right here on The Grid, I am Kevin Walsh alongside Scott Wetzel. We're following along uh, this game over the NBA. Uh, you know, unfortunately, Scott, we did miss, uh, miss the Orioles put a runner in the bottom of that uh, ninth inning. Um, but it was actually on a ground. Yeah, but it was on a ground out into a double play. So it was kind of the, uh, the Yanks let them have it type of situation. But they had but two runners on, did. though. Right? They had, uh, it was a double play. They had to have two runners on. So I bet that yeah, line oh, came way down. Yeah. Right? They might have. Did they have bases first loaded? Third, maybe? My, possibly. Or yeah, first and third. Yeah, first and third are bases loaded, basically. Yeah. Yeah, Baltimore made a run. The hedge opportunities are plenty in that game. Um, the 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 Bucks did make a run. They are now up ninety nine ninety eight. Although I'm a little bit behind because the Heat took it right back one hundred ninety nine. And here's the thing: Giannis is one of the five best players in the world, and for some people, he's the absolute best player in the world. I say five because I don't want to argue over semantics. But here we are, four minutes left. Scott, who do you trust more, Jimmy Butler or Giannis Antetokounmpo? Probably Butler, right? He's got the moxie. I mean, not that he's yeah. got any rings, but um, <clears throat> not that he's had a great game this game either. But, you know, well, if, now you're, uh, if you're Spolstra right now, right, you're telling your guys, listen, we're, we're four minutes away from basically winning the series. We have a golden mm-hmm. chance here. We were down double digits. We played like crap for three quarters. You're now putting yourself in a position to win, in essence, this series. Let, let's, you know, whereas if you're Budenholzer with Milwaukee, you're like, geez, guys, our lives are on the line. I mean, let's pick it up here a little bit, you know, uh, because they're going to be killing me when we get back to Milwaukee. I mean, you know, come on. Uh, I got the best player in the world here. Yeah. I'm trying to get him to re-sign with us here, and then uh, we're losing to the Heat in four straight. Give me a break, will you, please? I, lo- I love the idea of him just being like, guys, listen, I don't know what's going on. But I am in trouble if we go down 3-0. I might not coach game four. 
do you guys have anything? Can you guys figure it Please. out? And then someone finally just grabs him by the polo and goes, put the five best players in. And he's like, what do you mean? I got to get Frank Mason, the third out there. Yeah. Like, yeah, I got to use two on bed. I got I got a guy in a box room here. I haven't played yet. I got to make sure he gets they in. Don't, they don't give me 12 men for nothing. They should, if they wanted me to play five, then they'd have given me five. Come on, uh, this guy's got I, his family here now. He's got his wife and his girlfriend and his, <laughs> his daughters and his sons here. I, you know, I don't have mine, oh but they got theirs. God. I got to help him out here a little bit, you know? It's it's madness. Uh, and and you know what? Um, as the Heat are up three with the ball, timeout, they are minus 340. We talked about this heat. during the break. The, wow. the, book, the book is like, yep, the Bucks are frauds. This is a yeah. bad matchup. They're, they are the best team in the league. Down three points. I understand the other team has the ball. Plus 245 for, I believe, the best defense in basketball to get a stop and then have a one-possession game. They, That's they are selling. They're begging you to hit plus 240. Begging yeah, you. They are. They've seen them play this quarter, man. I, I tell you what. Um they they have just played awful basketball. You, what you said a sixteen two run. I don't know what it is now, but at one point it was sixteen two run for Miami to get themselves back in. Uh, they played lackluster ball for three quarters, and you you see Milwaukee, Kevin. They're just they're throwing up heaves. You know, I mean, some are going in. There was one slam dunk by Jonas uh, on a fast break, but other than that, there's no sets. There's no pick and rolls. There's no any. It's just long shots, bad shots, and just at the mercy of going in. I mean. Boy, they, they just don't – these NBA teams just don't have any real sets. It's, it's remarkable. So it's 102.99 with three and a half minutes left in a timeout. And uh, 245 – it's down a little bit now, 245 and 194. But still, you know, you're know, you right. I mean, they're, they're begging to take Milwaukee. I mean, backs against the wall, life on the line, in essence, down 3-0 possibly, season's over. Uh, and, and you're getting almost 2-1 to one when you're only down one possession. That's – they're telling you that Miami is going to win this game. We'll see what happens, but yeah. that's what they're telling you. They're begging to take Milwaukee here. I wouldn't do it. I, I you know, I, it makes sense to do it. I will tell you that, right? I mean, you know, you can get the number one seed down to love, and they have to win, and it's only one possession, even though Miami has the ball. I mean, and I'm getting almost two to one. Um, you know, on paper, if you took all the nuances and all the other stuff and threw it out, this would be the time to go with Milwaukee here. Yeah, except they didn't get, and, and I'm telling you, you they didn't get the stop. And because the Heat had the ball, and Jimmy Butler did what he's done all series, scored in the big spot. But they're losing the quarter, 29-12. to 12. Wow. Season on the line, 12-point lead going into the quarter, and you are now losing this quarter by 17 points. And I don't know what's more embarrassing, being on pace to give up about 40 or being on pace to score about 20. But both of those are true right now. This is Damn. bad. And you want to talk about turning it on. Because, by the way, you're like, yeah, Jimmy Butler's not played good. I, it was true. I, I know you haven't had a chance to double-check on this box, but I'm sure you could imagine since how many times I've said his name. He is now has 28 points on 7 of 11 shooting, 5 assists, and 7 rebounds. Best player on the court by a country mile. Yeah. I was going to say he's got to have double digits fourth quarter, right? I, I, I know that. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Big he time. has definitely turned it on. I, I mean, wow. <clears throat> Again, you always go back to the Philadelphia 76er fan or organization and just say, wow, hey, we had him. We had him and we let him go because yeah. our players don't want to win. Re- remarkable. But, um, you know, the over under, if you're still into that, is not, uh, you know, it's actually looking okay, to tell you the truth. Under three, 203. 
Um, as long as you make a couple of stops in Miami, just walks the ball up the court. But uh, I'm wondering, Kev, you know, it's the NBA. You know, dare we say it now? Um, you know, you could still get Milwaukee now at 300 plus three to one. Wow. You know, are the officials going to step in and give a lot of crazy calls that are going to favor Milwaukee? Let's see. Let, you let, know what? Let me you know, ask you that. What's going on? Let us evaluate things. It, it, and let me present it to you, though, in a different way of the, the rest being like, let's help the one. Now, I don't know if it's the same crew. Uh, odds are it's probably not. But regardless, this crew is aware of what happened at the end of game two. I wonder, actually, if these whistles get tucked. I don't know if it matters. They just hit another three. Jimmy Butler assists. 107 to 100, wow. two minutes to go. Brooke Lopez misses a double, three. They're going to win my double digits. They're going to win going away. Mind just winning, yeah. Holy crow. You know, it's funny. I'm, I was watching a halftime show. It, it was on just before we came on, and and uh, I think it was Kenny Smith. Uh, you know, made the point like, okay, you know, Milwaukee's up seven here, but you know, Giannis only has seven points, and and Brooke Lopez and Middleton are hitting these threes and these these crazy shots, and he just questioned, will they be able to do that for an entire game? And, and you know, it's coming to fruition here because uh, Giannis has played a little bit better second half, but it's not been you know the 35, 40 point performance that you figured he would put this team on his back down two games to none uh that and the shots have stopped falling for those other two guys and there you go they, they can't buy a bucket in a fourth quarter so yeah wow i mean it's it's ugly it's ugly they've gotten a couple of stops can't buy a bucket at the moment still sitting here on a, on 107 or 100 well the crazy Eric shot Blesso by lopez 40 feet yeah just i mean just pray it Middleton, terrible shot. Giannis, not involved at all. No. Not involved. Well, how are you not running Giannis Middleton pick and roll? And instead you're running Gian, you're you're running Middleton Bledsoe and, and, and Middleton Brook. Am I am I drunk? Do I not <laughs> I just want to throw a 30-footer here with 15 seconds on the shot call? Another 30-footer as I, you know, what what are they doing? I, I got a minute left and it's Miami by seven. So the under looks pretty good, and Milwaukee's in a lot of trouble. And, you know, FanDuel's taking it off the board, so you can't even get any game live, obviously. But they're going to fall behind three games to none. Wow. And, John, you know, and the, and the key run, you know, up double digits, there was the Greek freak on the bench. He's going to have to explain himself on that one. That, that, that's just – and Milwaukee just turned it over. Scott, wow. Let me tell you something. If I had to face the question of, hey, so when Miami cut the lead to four and you pulled Giannis out, what went through yeah. your mind? I don't show up to the press conference. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to be there. And you know uh, what, I'm Kev? sending an assistant coach out. And, and, and you know what? Even if he said, well, you know what? He was just pooped. He, you know, I, I agree. The last thing I wanted to do was take him out of the game at that point, but he came to me and he said he was tired. Well, then, then, then you, you go back as the reporter and say, well, then how about calling another time out then? Well, you can't call a timeout because Miami just called a timeout. Well, why not? Why, why, why not? Think out of the box here. God forbid. Even if you called a timeout, call back-to-back timeouts. If your best player says he's tired, and just under the assumption he said that, because uh, that could, to me would be the only excuse, call back-to-back timeouts. I'd rather piss away another timeout and not have my best player on the bench when the other team is in the middle of a monster run. I'll deal with not having, you know, I'll deal with having one less timeout. I'll think out of the box and, yeah, give me another timeout to give this guy another two-minute breather if that's what it takes to get him prepared to get his butt back in there. 
So th- there is no excuse. There really isn't. You know, that's why you're the head coach. Figure a way. Give the guy a couple of minutes. I know, you know, God forbid he should play the whole quarter, but find some excuse where there's a delay. You know, and if you got to use back-to-back timeouts, then use back-to-back timeouts. Your season's on a line. You know what, though? Um, the other day they asked Giannis about his minutes, and he said, oh, I'd love to play the whole game if I could, but, you know, I just do what coach tells me. I mean, that doesn't that sound a whole like get under the bus? Yeah. I mean, but also, if you're if you hear that, and you're booting holes. Like, I can't imagine a world where Giannis is like, I'm tired. I mean, Scott, Scott, any person that's ever played sports in their entire life, if you happen to be in there, I don't care how big or small that game is, the game's on the line. You, you cut it through. Not, this is not on Giannis. Unless you want Giannis to choke out Budenholzer and tell him I'm staying in. And you know what, though? Maybe that is a little, like, I'll tell you this right now, Okay. If Giannis is going to get put on this pedestal, then he's going to have to unfortunately deal with this comparison. LeBron James will choke slam Frank Vogel before he tells him he's going to the bench. I promise right. you that. That's not happening. So figure it out. You, you have to. You ha- you, it's unacceptable, man. I mean, these coaches, they have, they have this written down. They just have it written in stone before the games. All right, six-minute mark or seven-minute mark of the fourth quarter, that's when we're going to give Giannis or that's when we're going to give Middleton. Or that, and they gave, remember, they came right back and put the Lopez on the bench as well right after they put Giannis back in. So we're going to have this set no matter what the scores, no matter what the circumstances are, because we want to have these guys getting a little bit of a breather for the final four minutes of the game. But when you're in a position to maintain a double-digit lead, you know sometimes you got to throw that stuff out, out of the box. You know, sometimes you got to watch the game coach and realize, okay, I have an opportunity here to either win it or I have an opportunity here to blow it. So let, let's change our original thinking on this stuff. And they don't do it. Yeah. They just don't. It's amazing. No, they, they don't. They don't. You know what, though? Hey, at least they're rested for overtime. Wow. <laughs> it's a total joke. And I think Middleton just fouled out, too. Insane. Hour one is done, and so are the Bucks. We come back for hour two of in-game live. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. 
you'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C. And trending topics on social media. As well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.